Good afternoon, evening, good night. Hello, Mr. Freest. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to eCourse Adventures Live, episode six from boring to awesome how to spice up your e-course, obviously, to increase engagement. That is the name of the game here, because if you don't have engagement with your e-course, you don't really actually have an e-course. You just have something that you invested hundreds of hours of time into that nobody uses, which can be depressing. So we're going to help turn that ship around. I'm excited. That's what I say every week. It's, well, that's what happens when you do what you're passionate about is you get excited about things. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to talk about how to go from boring to awesome. So why would we want to go from boring to awesome? Good question. And we're going to talk about that. Because we could just, we could stay boring. We could let things be dry. We could make it so that people have to painfully sift through our content or we can make it awesome. So some of the reasons to answer that question in a serious matter is like the dropout rate of online courses is absurdly high. Most people who sign up for courses and, you know, raise your hands if you're in the crowd right now on live. Welcome because you're here. Thanks for showing up. Uh, Perhaps some of you out there have actually signed up for courses in your past and you did not complete those courses. You signed up with the best of intentions or you got really inspired by the onboarding process or the sales page or whatever and then you signed up and then you just never use that course and you threw that money away so one of the one of the reasons for wanting to infuse your course with awesomeness is that you're going to have a higher engagement rate meaning you're going to have less people drop out why else do we want to make it awesome andy what's another obvious reason well I just want to get tag back on to your comment about, you know, starting a course and not finishing it. And I know for me, you know, there's sometimes where we just, we, we buy a course and then never even start. But I think most often times what happens is we buy a course, we get started and then we stop. And so I think what we want to investigate is exactly why that happens. And I know for me, a lot of times is that I get bored. It's quite yeah. Simple answer. Um, so we want to know also before we move on, uh, where are you guys are, whoever is here live with us, um, we'd love to uh, virtually meet you and know where you're, uh, where you are. So if you want to just pop a comment in the chat box. Where you at on planet Earth? I'm on Salt Spring Island, British Columbia, west coast of Canada. It's a glorious day. I already played 18 holes of sunrise golf. It's a nice day here. A good fall day. I'm uh, in Hawaii on my cozy little island that I love so much. Or I guess it's not really little. It's the big island, but it is pretty small in the grand scheme of things. So we've got uh, Nick from UK. Stefan and Victoria, BC, Canada, and Oran uh, from South Africa. Hey, hey, Oran, it's been a while since we talked to you. Nice. Yeah, we are long overdue for a conversation, good sir. <laughs> so we got uh, and we got Harry from the Holy Land of Israel. Wow, we are like spread out today. This is exciting. Yeah, that's so great. 
Love it. So today we're not here to reinvent the wheel of how you build online courses. We're here to take that blueprint of how we've all been making online courses and educational experiences and put an exciting, creative new shell on it. And so the first step, the most important step that we need to take to go from boring to awesome is that we need to view our courses as though they're a work of art. We need to treat it like it is art. And right now people are treating it like it's just education and that the information is what makes the experience valuable. And that's not the case. What makes the experience valuable is that you help people get results. And at the current rate of how e-courses and online learning are going, people aren't getting the results that they're signed up for. At least a very small fraction of them are getting those. Yeah, there, so there's so there's a stat that's basically, um, depending on what source, I mean, we've heard various things. Um, according to Seth Godin, which we like and trust, um, the dropout rate or failure rate of online courses which means the rate, uh, the percentage of people that don't actually complete a course after signing up is 97%, according to Seth Godin. Uh, there's other sources that range everywhere from like 70 to 80 to 97. So it's definitely within that like like 80 to 97 range, which is terrible regardless. Like It's a very low success rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> before we even knew that stat, we knew that it needed to be improved. When we started building the Grady Course Adventure, we were like, we need to do everything we possibly can come up with to make this a really awesome user experience for our students to keep them engaged and motivated because I've been in the industry for five years building courses and I've always seen that. Like every time somebody signs up and doesn't graduate or succeed specific with my meditation courses before, I always felt like I like I always wondered like what could I have done better to have better served these people to actually get them through. Yeah. I think and I think that like for us, our belief is that um, you know, the main reason that that number is so high is because, you know, if you look around like the world that we live in today, we are being bombarded with information. We are on complete information overload. Right. And we all have, you know, uh, 80, 80 D um, on one level or another, you know, we're all easily distracted. We've got a million things going on. Um, and there's always, you know, at least 10 or more things vying for our attention at any moment. Um, and what, uh, what's his name? Sir Ken Robinson. He made a comment. Um, he's this really amazing, uh, like, like thought leader in the world of kind of reforming and transforming education. And he basically says that like this whole like ADD, ADHD myth, like he's not arguing that it doesn't exist, but that like in most cases, the problem is not that this, the, there's something wrong with the kid. It's that there's, you know, the kids, tr we're trying to teach these kids in this old way. We're basically just shoving information down their throat. And the truth is, is that there's all these other things that they could focus on that's more entertaining, whether it's video games or uh, Pokemon or like, you know, whatever there's, there's all this other stimuli that's way more awesome and fun than listening to your math teacher talk about why, you know, you need to learn division or whatever. They're not yeah. applying it or explaining it in a way that's making it more exciting than all the other really exciting stuff that's out there. So, yeah, you know, I think that like the 97% failure rate thing is because the paradigm that we're in with online education is, is 
rooted in the the old way of doing things of the old way of education which is just oh well all we got to do is just package up the information and just deliver it and just dump it on the student and then they're gonna like take that and apply it and it just doesn't work that way because it's too no. you just pull out the iphone and go into facebook land or whatever but you know back back before there was all these distractions and you're you know pre-internet we would be at the desk in the classroom and the information was the stimulus. Like that was the exciting thing was this new information. And so it didn't matter if it was boring arithmetic, like it was exciting and it worked, but that's not the case. Anymore. Totally. Totally. I actually, uh, this last weekend I had the opportunity to be at a youth conference with, with Sir Ken Robinson, which was super amazing. Um, we had a intimate brunch with him where he spoke and then he also spoke to all the kids and it was really affirming as far as like the approach that we've been or the path we've been walking down for the last year here since deciding to completely re-envision how we do online learning and Ken was just like, you know, we need to infuse creativity into all of the ways that we're teaching. We can't keep going in the direction we've been going in. We need to give people that support. And because we're in the entertainment age, everybody is looking for their next fix of like two minute entertainment or five minutes of giggles or whatever. And so how can we take, like, we know that we're a part of that. I know all of us here are probably in some way, whether it's reaching for a book to feed ourselves or it's playing around on YouTube or scrolling the Facebook wall. We're, we're looking for that next thing. And so creating a course that makes people excited to like do the work now so that they can move forward to that next thing is really going to be beneficial to you and the students to help them get through to the next step. And if you haven't seen uh, Ken Robinson's TED Talk, which is the most popular TED Talk ever, I... Uh, it's phenomenal. Highly recommend you take the, the less than 20 minutes to check that out today. There's also a, a really, really, um, here, I'll get you guys the link. It's um, Ken Robinson art. So it's like an animated short that's basically, it is RSA animate. Here's the link for you guys. So, well, he's mumbling under his breath and posting the link for everybody. Let's just dive into our creative process, the like what we have done, because the Grady Course Adventure wasn't just birthed out of nothing. We were, for the last several years, I'd been working on the eCourse Creation Blueprint, which was a course on building courses. And so we had this like skeleton of of a course. Well, it was there. We, it was boring. We didn't. It wasn't even a skeleton. It was a complete course that we were selling. Yeah. It, it's right. But what 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 it came to is um recognizing that it wasn't in alignment with like we basically realized that we wouldn't ha want that course like it it wasn't um <laughs> we wouldn't have bought it yeah like it, we wouldn't have bought it um and so in we're going to dive into exactly why that is and how we took that course and infused it with creativity and basically took it from boring to awesome um and so we're not just trying to like focus on the our, on our course as like a sales pitch, 
we're just, this is our perfect example because we've gone through this process and this is where we learn this process is by going through this process with yeah. this course. So it's the best example that we have. And we also have other examples as well that we're going to dive into. So, um, so we, we started with this course. It was a core, it was a good course. It was just a boring course. And so let's just say you have a workshop or you have an ebook or you've already launched a course that you're looking to give a facelift. So, you know, just take whatever is real for you and your, your experience. And so to start off, when we started to brainstorm, realizing that the direction we we're going is not the direction that we wanted to go down, it was, we we're like, okay, well, what are we super passionate about? What would we have purchased? Like we knew we wanted to create a course on how to build courses because I've had a bunch of success in that area. And we also feel like if we can influence influencers, teachers, educators, people with important messages, we can make a much, much bigger impact in the world than just like doing our own thing on the side. And so we knew we were committed to that path. And so we're like, well, we really like working outdoors. We love adventure. Like we love going on huge long hikes. And so that was kind of like the beginning of, well, what if we made a course that was an adventure? Because if you've ever built a course that's like really good and you put in a lot of hours and it is kind of like climbing a mountain. So we came up with the metaphor of like a journey up the mountain to launch summit where you launch the greatest course you can possibly imagine. That was like, that was the, the whole idea. And so once we had the theme, so that's the theme. If you, do, if you don't want to learn a full lesson on themes, then definitely check out episode one when you can of, of eCourse Adventures Live because we dove more into the theme and how to come up with one. Now, I but before we, from there, before we move forward, I just want to say too, an important point, is that essentially you know, we took this topic that we, that we you know, have expertise and we had built a course about it, and we were looking for a way to make it more exciting. Um, and yeah. so what we did is the reason we picked the outdoor theme was a recognizing that like it felt like climbing a mountain. But really what it was is that part of our process when we were together in that time is that we were going on daily hikes right outside of Brad's front door. Right. And that was just part of our brainstorming session. We were going on these hikes, getting out in nature. And basically what, what ended up happening is we made this connection. Right. Of okay, hike, going up, climbing up a mountain. It was like, wow, it really feels like we've climbed a mountain. And it was like, oh, wow, okay, there's this connection. This is a really key thing. We're going to dive into this um, shortly. There's connection between hikes and um, uh, creating courses. And so the first connection was like, yes, it feels like climbing a mountain. And then from there, it was just a, a process of making more and more connections. So Yeah, and it was really exciting. I mean... Once we decided what we were going to do with the theme, everything else started to happen. The ideas came fast and furious. We took all of the old lessons that we'd had in the e-course blueprint and we asked ourselves, well, how could we make this more interesting than just a talking heads PowerPoint video? And that's when we started to bring in the storyline and we started to incorporate different characters into it. And we're not saying that you need to go off and buy yourself a green screen kit and start coming up with all these different characters to make your course. But how could you make your lessons more interesting by treating it like it is art? It could be animations. It could be getting more creative with your video camera. And 
It could be using your photography. It could be, it could be doing what we did and making essentially skit like videos that teach the lessons. There's, there's so many ways. And ultimately this is, this needs to be your obsession that you obsess with. And that was a conversation we were having before this call is like, for you to do your greatest work, you need to absolutely become passionately obsessed about it. Like uh, reading the the book by Stephen Pressfield, Nobody Wants to uh, Read Your Shit. He talks about like writing a novel. It's a three-year dialogue inside your head with these fictional characters. And he said like people think you're going absolutely mad because you're having all these conversations with people that aren't real. And it was very similar. Like when we're writing the content for all of our different lessons and, you know, I might be playing two different characters in one scene on camera at the exact same time. When I'm writing those scripts, I'm having that dialogue between the two people uh, that are going to be presenting. And when we did our most recent one that we'll be launching in October here, uh, our outer space adventure when I'm writing those scripts, because I usually do, Andy and I'll do a bunch of brainstorming, then I'll go away and write the first draft of the scripts and come back to Andy and him and I'll pick it apart and make it better. And when I'm writing those first drafts, like I can hear the characters' voices in my head, even though I'm not playing the characters. And like last week when we filmed one of the scenes, Michael Mann, who's on our team, he was playing this one character, Dr. Delight. And When he started playing the character, we hadn't rehearsed and he'd only been like reading the script on his own and he started speaking. It was literally to a T the voice I heard in my head. It was it was hilarious. I was laughing so hard when he started like doing the character because it was just like to a T the accent and the voice and the quirkiness was everything I heard in my head. It was it was pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So how do we break down our creative process so people can take that and actually implement it so that you can walk away today, go look at your lessons that you've already created and go through the same types of creative question and answer experiences or sessions that we've gone through to get to here. So Andy, what are some, I think, you know, before we even dive into the specifics of our creative process, I think it's important that we, sort of demystify what creativity is because I find that a lot of times when we start talking about creativity, especially in a very um, like left brain dominant world or linear world of like business and and e-courses, when we talk about creativity, people are kind of like, what? Like, I'm not a creative person or like, I don't understand how I could do like make my e-course art. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, so I think it's I think it's really important that we demystify exactly what creativity is and what we're talking about here. And um, there's this video uh, that I want to share with you guys. You can watch on your own time. It's this. Oops. It's called "Everything Is a Remix." Um, you can just Google it, uh, and it's a YouTube video. And the the premise is basically that like there is no new creativity like when 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 you see something new that like pops into the marketplace or somebody creates a new genre of music or or anything really all creative acts is really just a matter of remixing or um, editing or changing or altering things that already existed Um, and the most simple way that we can look at this is you're basically taking two things that are um, seemingly unrelated or maybe they are seemingly related and you're combining them together to make something that's new so there's the creative process isn't like 
you're not plucking things out of thin air. You're not making things up. You're basically just taking things that already exist and combining them in new ways. So the key thing with that is that it's very liberating because to somebody that's like, oh, I'm not creative. Like everybody's creative. If you, you know, all creativity is, is just basically finding connections between two things that don't really seem to have anything in common. So in our case, we've taken adventures and climbing a mountain, um, backcountry adventures, and we've combined it with course creation. Voila. And then the, our whole creative process has just been simply finding connections between those two themes or those two things and then fitting them together in a cohesive manner. Um, yeah. It's really that simple. And, and once you realize that it's all just a, a matter of making connections, um, surprising connections, then things get really easy. And, and the creative process isn't this weird foreign, like, uh, like kind of secret thing that only a select few people have, right? Yeah. So. You got it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, you know, with our creative process, again, it's just really this, this, this whole thing about making connections. Um, so for example, uh, one of our students is, uh, teaches Photoshop. Okay. And so, I mean, think about how many courses are out there that are on Photoshop. There's a lot. Endless like, courses. Probably, that's probably like one of the most popular course topics of online courses you could pick. It's an extremely crowded marketplace for that. Um, and so what, what our student Elijah did is he took Photoshop and then he took his, his love for martial arts and made connections, right? He's making connections. So his theme, you know, is basically, it's called Tutorial Dojo. And it's basically you're, you're going to learn, your, you're going to earn your black belt in Photoshop. And so he's taking martial arts and Photoshop, combining them together. And then his whole creative process is just a matter of finding connections between those two things. Okay. Um, another. And he's been having a blast. He's been having a blast. It's been so fun to watch. Like, it's going to be the coolest Photoshop course ever. It, it, it really, um, because you can take a topic, say, say you know, and let's just use his, him as an example. Um, you know, you have a topic that's Photoshop. You know, he's, he's, maybe he's really good at it, but maybe, you know, it's, it's one of those passions that it's just, he's been doing a long time. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'm really good at it. I'm not like really, really fired up about it anymore, but I'm really good at it. I want to leverage this, you know, and, and um, earn some income with it. But and maybe he's really passionate about uh, martial arts and that's like his thing that he's super focused on. So by mixing those two things together, it breathes new life into the core, you know, the, the topic, which is Photoshop that, you know, it's, it, it's, it makes it more motivating. So generally speaking, it's a really good idea to like pick something that you're really passionate about. Um, that's a seemingly unrelated topic to your, you know, whatever your expertise is, or your course, and you can definitely find interesting, new, unexpected connections and create something that is just totally awesome. Well, I think like there's several reasons why we get into making e-courses in the first place. And the first and foremost, it's to have more freedom in our lives to do the things that we love and want to be doing and don't have the time to do because we're too busy trying to make money in other places. And so when we're making an e-course, it's aligned with our passions. So 
you know, the second thing that we're doing it for is obviously to serve people to help. And so when you merge, like for us, merging our love for adventure with this desire to help people make e-courses that are, that are creative and, and life-changing. And when you combine whatever your passions are, I think it's, it's amazing. The possibilities are endless. The inspiration is there. And all of a sudden you're, you're living in complete alignment with who you want to be and what you want to be doing with your life. You're no longer living in this dream. That's like way up ahead. The the trail you're embodying it right now. Yep. And it makes the work that you're doing here today so much more fulfilling. I mean, when we're, when we've been building the Grady course adventure, we don't, like especially specifically when we're writing our scripts and when we're brainstorming ideas and we were building the platform, it wasn't like we were putting in 18 plus hour days. Sometimes Andy worked 26 hours straight. That happened a couple of times. And, but we weren't sitting in front of the computer all the time. We would go out for those five hour hikes and we would take our journal and we would be talking and having conversations and asking questions out loud. And then we would stop at these epic viewpoints and we'd write down our notes and then we would go back to the house and we would transcribe later on. And it just, it made such a difference. It kept our energy high because it's really hard to stay focused for five consecutive hours to build out your course content. But if you're moving your body and you're doing something you enjoy, it just makes the time fly by and you have so much more fun doing it. So I think if you could write down what is the topic you want to teach about? And what are some, some other things in your life that you're super passionate about that you don't do enough of and you'd love to do more? And how can you combine those two things? Yep. There's so many ways. Yeah, they, they, and this is what we love in our community. We get to brainstorm about this and help people figure out how these things tie together. Because once you get it, you can just run with your idea and all the creativity and the ideas are just endless. Yeah, it's like, and when you, when you find that perfect like blend, you know, it's sort of when you make a connection between, you know, maybe if something you're really good at and something you're really passionate about, and you combine them together, it's now you have something that you're really good at and you're really passionate about, and that's that's where the magic is. And if if you're fired up about the thing, your course, other people are going to be fired up about it too. If you're not fired up about it and you're faking it and you're just doing it because you might make a lot of money, people are going to smell that so fast and it's not it's just not going to it's not going to ever work the as good as it would if you took the time to really make it awesome by going through this process that we're talking about. Um so as far as like the name of the game is making connections. Okay. Um, and it's funny, you know, to think about that because even, you know, when they say in business, it's all about your connections, right? <laughs> it's all about who you know. So, you know, the same, it's this principle of making connections. Um, so, you know, as some examples, just to kind of uh, stoke the create creative fires a little bit, some examples of like with the Grady Course Adventure of how we've made connections between adventure and course creation is, you know, right off the bat, one of the first things that we kind of like saw the big connection of is the connection between a map and a sort of like trail or a pathway and a syllabus of like, you know, you're basically going through lessons and modules. And so we basically were like, okay, show in 
in the background right here is is our map. And so that's all of the lessons, all the checkpoints that you go through in the great e-course adventure. Yeah. Yes. And so that was kind of like our kind of hard our first like major creation. Yeah. Is to give people that visual on what it is, where they're going. And it was also like, you know, immediately, right? We were like, wow, okay, how cool would it be when somebody signs up for a course if we like mail them the actual map? Like, and it's just like a map you would have when you go on a, like a hike or something like that. Um, so, you know, that was like number one big connection. Um, what are some other like connection points that we made? Well, even with the the badge system that we created, instead of just like badges, it's it's supplies for your backpack. So we have really fun looking badges that like, you know, you feel like you're getting your gear as you're going up the mountain. Um, and all of the uh, the checkpoints that we have that we created, so instead of calling them modules or chapters or whatever, we call them checkpoints. And all the checkpoints are a different landscape and they all have to do with the topic that we're we're discussing there so for example like salus canyon is our like our uh checkpoint on doing sales sales copy and getting clear on your your message and communicating your value um we've got like mapora meadows is a place where they they essentially create their first their map of of the course that they're going to create and uh creator heights is where they actually create their content. So we came up with all these really fun names. It was very creative exercise. Once we knew what the lessons were, it was super fun. And so all of the names and all of the languaging that we've used in the Grady course adventure reflects this adventure, this journey up the mountain. And, um, you know, instead of buttons on our website, we have trail signs. It's, it's from like, the huge big picture of what we're doing to like the tiny details that just make that adventure seem more real. Like we're, we're, our goal is to keep everything consistent across the whole board, whether it's the membership area or it's the sales page and the copy we write or the emails like uh, Trish, one of our members who's on here right now. She's like, I love the email I got recently from Sherpa Steve. <laughs> Cause the other day, instead of just sending an email, checking in on all of our students we sent an email from one of the characters in the story, Sherpa Steve, who's this like grumpy Sherpa. And it was basically saying that if, you know, they did, it, it was a message like getting people to come back to the mountain to do their next lesson. It was like, he's this grumpy Sherpa. He's like, I'm carrying your backpack. And if you don't come back to the mountain, I'm going to die. And <laughs> it was a little dramatic, but that's his personality that you get to learn about as you go up the mountain with them. And, you know, it, it just, it adds that, that, that sweetness for the students that Trish is saying here, like it made her laugh. And that was the whole purpose. Like if we can make our students laugh or we can inspire them in a way, like by bringing them back into the story, that's going to help them take another step up the mountain. And so what can you do to, instead of just creating a course, how can you create a world for people to experience? And that's going to take a giant piece of paper or a huge whiteboard to start brainstorming about that yeah. because that's what we're doing. Our whole course is a world. And, 
you know, we've got the Grady Course Adventure, which is one mountain, but behind the scenes here, we are dreaming up a whole series of of, of additional courses. Uh, the next one specifically that we're going to work on is called Green Screen Magic. At least that's the working title. It's going to be a course on green screens, and it's going to be an additional mountain within this mountain. I mean, we see ourselves creating a whole mountain range of products here. And, it, and the great e-course adventures is the, just, the central Just one. to be clear, too, it's not necessarily going to be a mountain, so to speak, either. Because um, that, that's the analogy that we use right now for, like, you know, when you create a course, you're creating a mountain. But, like, the green screen one, it might not even be outdoors. Like, it could be a labyrinth or something. You know, like, there's so many possibilities but one thing that's you know the consistency is that it's going to be an adventure okay yeah it's going to be an adventure uh just like uh with our we're working on a webinar right now that we're going to be uh unveiling and launching uh at the end of this month and 27th it's a and it's a space adventure so we're you know we're off the mountain it's basically the prequel to the grady course adventure and it's the story of um how we all got to the mountain um, so again, it's, you know, we're, we're even breaking our mold a little bit, but you know, the, our, our key theme really is adventure and that's, that's what ties it all together. Yeah. Um, you know, another, I, uh, just as another example, just to kind of stoke the creative fires a little bit, and maybe you guys could get some ideas. Um, a really good example of basically taking two established, um, things, or, you know, things that people learn, for instance. Um, so one of a side project of mine is called the Audio Alchemy Retreat. And it's basically a retreat for music producers to um, basically step into a, a, their next level um, as a, a music producer. And basically what we've done is we've taken, you know, audio production, which is... There's tons of courses about audio production. There's tons of places to learn it. Um, and then we've taken that and we've combined it with alchemy, which is this kind of ancient art form and science. Um, and there's tons of, of stuff about alchemy and places you can learn about alchemy. And we basically just combined those two things together. And because we saw connections of like, okay, um, you know, making music and the alchemical process kind of go hand in hand a little bit. And so we basically just made the connection points and figured out, okay, where, how do those two things fit together? And the more we dive into it, the more we find these connections and it's becoming something that is so much greater than the sum of its parts. Um, if you guys want to like, just see like an overview of the syllabus check the, uh, if you go to the specific, so I see Oren posted a link. So if you go to the syllabus page, you'll see kind of, it'll give you a, a, a better insight into exactly how we've taken something like, you know, that's just highly technical, like audio production, and we've basically turned it into an alchemical art form. Um, so I'm not going to dive into what alchemy is or what it means or anything like that. It'll kind of explain a little bit if you go to the website, but I just, you know, it's a really great example of just taking two things that already exist. I'm not, we're not making things up here. We're just taking two things that exist and finding the connections between the two and a new thing yeah. emerges, right? We're not making yeah. anything up. It's, it's, it's really been quite an amazing process. 
So let's just break down the actual creative process in the last five minutes of like, how do we go from having a course idea to flushing out the material, like all the lessons and, and modules and that, and then how do we put the creative facelift on it? So for starters, we knew we wanted to make a course on building courses. We already had one. So we used that essential, that same template, and then we we improved it. We looked at everything that worked and everything we wanted to add, and we made it better. And so it went from nine, che- or nine um, modules to 14 checkpoints yeah. uh, with the great e-course adventure. And then once we got into like, okay, we knew what each checkpoint was or what the main lesson, because Essentially, what we're doing with a with a course is we're guiding a transformation. We're p- taking people from not knowing a skill to knowing a skill. We're taking them from feeling a certain way about themselves and their life to feeling better about themselves and their life. Like we're taking them on this transformation arc. And our job as facilitators is to like be able to help them navigate that tor- territory to be able to predict that where is the resistance going to come up on their journey? Because essentially that's one of the big things that like why people quit is resistance comes up. Life happens. They get bored. They decide to quit. Other things come along. And so how can you be prepared for that and incorporate that into your course so that you can help them move through it? So once you have your, your entire idea and you've got it broken down into, into many transformations that they need to go through on their way up that mountain or on that way to that final result, then you break each of those those modules or checkpoints into individual lessons. And one of the things that we learned is that you don't want 15-minute lessons. You don't want these 30-minute lessons. You want to keep it like super easy for people to complete their next step. And so if that means doing two to five-minute lessons, which was kind of our rule of thumb for the great e-course adventure, it's like, here's a lesson, here's a call to action of some way that you can go actually apply this or an ec- journaling exercise you can go do right now or, or whatever. Like here's, here's the lesson, here's the next step. And then we'll see you in the next video. And that's really, really important is to keep it digestible and doable so people feel like every time they sit down to watch a video, they've just succeeded. They just took their next step. They're one step closer to getting that final result. And so once you get your lessons, you get your checkpoints, and then you get your lesson outlines, then it's a matter of like, okay, coming up with that theme. So you know what you're there to teach, then you have to come up with the theme. And and again, just like before, we want to talk about what we're passionate about. You want to do something you're passionate about or you're interested in, something you wish you could do more of, and help bridge those connections, connect the the lessons with that theme. And then it's just a matter of like going through and seeing in all the different ways you can incorporate that theme into each individual lesson and checkpoint through the languaging, through the backgrounds, the images you use, how you talk, what you wear, uh, the, the background sound effects or the music that you use, infusing all of these different elements into your actual lessons is going to help give those boring, dry lessons a new life. It's going to make it look and feel completely different to the people that are going to be going through your course. Yep. So we have, we have a couple questions, um, and I know we're 
quite short on time, but I think we could um, let's do it. We could briefly just kind of give the the brief short answer, and I think a couple of these questions are actually worthy of becoming their own episodes, um, which yeah. they will. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, let's let's go ahead. Um, so, if you want to tick the box that the start the question for this first one, we can just kind of we can tear through. Okay. So let's do it. What one are we on right now? You want to start with the first one? Yeah. You want to just do that first yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. All right. So John says, Hi, Adventures. Would like to have your advice on choosing microphones and video cameras. Not too cheap and not necessarily expensive. Many thanks, John. All right. So our number one like go-to uh, advice for uh, what camera gear to use is um, I'll put the – oh, here. I can put the comment right there. So there's this – company called iographer and they basically it's they have like a shop that's all um like iphone or smartphone based filmmaking supplies so you can basically use your iphone and then you can buy these little kits um with a microphone and everything that basically turn your iphone into like a professional um uh like cinematography device and they work really good it's perfect the Rode mic, the it's like a little mini boom mic. You'll see when you go to the page, you just scroll down, you'll see the little mic and the case and everything. It's that's like the way to go. Um, that's, yeah. that's like number one vote. I mean, we could we could get into other options as well, but check that out, and um, that's that would be like the perfect middle path. Um, and- we'll just share real quick too. Our we use like probably a five-year-old Canon camera for the great e-course adventure. And then for a mic, we used my iPhone with a small Zoom IQ5 mic, which is also a few years old. And the quality was great. I wouldn't, I would, now that said, I wouldn't recommend that. I would definitely recommend this. It's not the best ever. Yeah, get get the Rode mic. Um, I think it's called the Rode, like, Go or something like that. Um, That's going to give you great audio quality. So, yeah. all right, that's uh, you want to mark that one complete. There's one. All right. So, advice on on list building. Uh, there's, Let's give Stefan one quick actionable. We're gonna have to make a whole episode on that because I mean that's a whole big can of worms. But yeah, yeah. What, what what's your biggest piece of advice on list building? I mean, it's partnerships, man. I mean, there's there's so many ways that you can do it. You you need to be building relationships now, not when your course is done. And so, uh, create a create a Google Doc, a spreadsheet, and call it your hub sheet. This is a, an exercise I learned from Tad. And basically, just spend like if you if you find yourself mindlessly scrolling the internet, start going on a mission and searching out people like searching out the keywords of of what you're creating a course about. And so uh, for me, when doing the great e-course adventure, when I'm looking to get us interviews for podcasts and stuff, I'll look up like creative entrepreneur podcasts or creative entrepreneur blogs. And I'll just like go through the first five pages of Google and I will get those those contacts down. And when it comes time, like I'm looking for interviews or whatever, I'll just reach out to them and pitch them. And so you need to start thinking about where are your people and where are the hubs, like the hub leaders who are already serving the people and how can you, how can you help them? So how can you serve? I just want to say, here's the key. And this is coming up again and again and again. It's making connections. 
whether you're in the creative yeah. process, whether you're building your list, whether you're finding new partners, all you're doing is making connections. And your ability to make connections yeah. is like the that's the real juice, right? Like yeah. So and you don't need to have a 10,000 person list. No. We we our beta, we made over $30,000 to be able to build this thing with a list of like 400 people. So it's more about who you know and the quality of people you know. So it's the most important. We will go deep with people. Yeah. Make connections, just focus on making connections and building relationships and that's really like the big the big picture strategy. All right, uh, last question. Hey Bradley and Andy, I love the idea of creating characters to share course content. Thanks. What advice do you have if you're trying to share serious information, maybe about health or more technical things like physics concepts, and you don't want the character to detract from the significance of the information because the character is someone dressed up in costume and is maybe humorous to look at? Sorry, long question. Hope it makes sense. Thanks, Nick. All right. Great question. So the quick answer to this question is basically... The key, okay, so if, if, you're, if you're teaching something that's like a very serious information dry subject like physics, physics concepts, you want to consider who the people are that are going to be taking, this, taking the course. And yeah. the best approach would be to pick a sort of theme or un, you know, unrelated element that you're going to kind of infuse into this course that is, it, it should be something that these people would be generally interested in, okay? So, you know, if you're a physics person, then ask yourself, like, what do you do when you're not doing physics? Like, what do you do when you're bored and you just want some, like, mind candy, right? Like, and then that could give you some clues. Because I, I don't think, you know, using humorous characters or, like, fun, silly stuff, that might not be it. Like, that's our approach for this specific course. But having humorous, fun, silly characters might not be for yours. Like for the audio alchemy retreat, like there's nothing silly or, or kind of um, silly about that. Like it's a, it's a, the whole thing is yeah. quite a serious tone thing. Um, yeah. So it's really just uh, understanding your audience really helps because then you can kind of understand like what's something that's seemingly unrelated that generally physicist people are into and you can kind of infuse yeah. that into it. Well, and you can, you don't have to like have a character how we had characters in the Grady Course Adventure. You could be teaching a topic in front of a green screen and cut back and forth of you talking to perhaps a character acting out a scene without any actual dialogue. Uh, like you see it with documentaries all the time now that like the documentary voice is speaking and then somebody's acting out what they're talking about. Even that will bring this like level of visual eye candy for your person to keep them engaged because you're not just talking or telling them, uh, you're showing them. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you can just go from, from telling to showing, you're going to be making a huge, huge difference in how you deliver your content. And so as you're writing your stuff, just keep coming back to how can I show them what I mean in a creative way? Um, the other thing is that if you do, if you're into skit comedy or, or doing skits, like it's, it, this is one of my things I've loved forever is just like improv and, and doing skits. And so this is like a dream come true for me to get to do this with the great eat course adventure. And so maybe you 
you know, you teach a concept. So you share like a, a 60 second lesson or a two minute lesson on a specific concept or topic. And then you're like, and now we're going to watch this skit on, that demonstrates exactly what I mean. And there's so many ways. I think you, as Andy was saying, like you need to figure out who are you doing this for? What are they going to be into? I mean, for us, we knew that we were creating this for people that are that are creative minded, that they think outside the box, that they want to have more fun in their business, that they, you know, they love adventure in the outdoors. And so we we knew like we weren't risking anything. We were like, oh, what if they think we're stupid? If they think we're stupid, they're not our people. <laughs> and so that's the bottom line. Like we're not trying to make this for people that are looking for to invest $10,000 into our e-course experience because it's just like it's made for executives and stuff. We're not. We're made for creative entrepreneurs that want to teach in a more effective way. So, yeah, I think this is definitely worth a big brainstorm session on. And I think we'd have to know more about you and your topic and that to give you like really clear guidance on this. But hopefully this is some good food for thought for you, Nick. Well, well that, here we are. That was a splendid little conversation. These go by quick. Yeah, and we've got go. uh, we got folks waiting now in our, our Q&A that's following us. So we've got a we got a vamoose, everybody. But thank you so, so much for coming out, for asking questions and for saying yes to reshaping this entire wonderful world of e-learning. And if you want to uh, learn more about the Greedy Course Adventure and help uh, shape the future of e-learning, at least that's our that's our mission. Uh, check out. You can click this big green button that says "Join the Greedy Course Adventure." Um, actually, I think we're going to change that to say "Learn more about the Greedy Course Adventure." And you can click that, it'll, and it'll take you to our website, and you can check out uh, what we're doing and find all sorts of free resources and continue along your journey. We even made a fancy about page yesterday. We we didn't have an about page all this time. It was amazing. But now we do. So you can read that. Okay. That was awesome. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll, we're open to your suggestions for topics next week. Uh, we've got some ideas, but we want to hear from all of you. So throw them in, and we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Doodles. Looks like everybody wants list building. <laughs> list building, hey? Who doesn't? <laughs>